0: Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer sourced and solution focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Jay Asser, payer and finance editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, we're talking about Medicare Advantage, specifically trends in the private program and strategies for providers. This is a bit of a unique podcast episode because I'm joined by two guests today, which means we'll bring you twice the insight. With me is Bill Ringwood, Associate Principal with Vizient and SG2, and Tanya Bosco, Senior Principal for Vizient and SG2. Bill and Tanya, thanks so much for being here. Thanks Thank for, having us, for having us. I'll just jump into it. Tanya, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and the work that you do with providers at Vizient and SG2?
1: Yes, of course. So, uh, Bill and I are, are leaders on our value transformation team here at Vizient and SG2, which is our value based care strategy practice and our direct to employer business. And for those of you not familiar with Vizient, Vizient is the nation's largest performance improvement company um, made up of our, our member health systems, which are 97% of the academic medical centers across the country and over 60% of all acute care hospitals. So a lot of our country's um, health system and and delivery system partners are part of Visian and we have the privilege of working with them in different ways, um, primarily on our team within value-based care strategies, including Medicare Advantage, which is the the topic today, but many other strategies related to alternative payment models and really redesigning the care um, for optimal delivery in the future.
0: And Bill, can you give us a little bit of background on some of the macro trends within the Medicare Advantage industry right now?
2: Yeah, happy to, Jay. So when when we think about MA trends, the one that sort of gets all the headlines uh, is around enrollment growth, right? So over the past five years, MA enrollment growth has grown about 50%. That's right, 5-0. So back in uh, about 2017, national MA penetration was around 35% uh, and this year we're looking at passing that majority threshold of of 50% uh, nationally. So the big trend uh, in enrollment is, you know, those that are eligible for Medicare are continuing to pick Medicare Advantage over traditional Medicare. And we sort of expect that trend to continue as the population ages. Uh, we're forecasting increased penetration to over 60% within the next 10 years. Uh, another big trend we're seeing within Medicare Advantage is the growing number of plan options and benefits available. You know, Five years ago, the average MA beneficiary could choose from about 20 MA plan options in their service area today that number is over 40 different plan options. And a big driver of all of these different plan options is that payers are offering a lot of different benefit offerings in these different plans targeted at different consumers, right, to eventually grow enrollment. And these different benefits are sort of categorized into two areas. One, are just more the traditional ones that uh, you've heard a lot about and most MA plans have. So those are vision, hearing, and dental. But then we're also seeing a lot more growth in these more niche benefits around transportation, fitness, you know, acupuncture, things like that that are gaining popularity. And, and maybe just the last trend I'll comment on is that MA is becoming more and more profitable for, for payers. So on average, Uh, Medicare Advantage gross margins are about double what payers make on their other lines of business. So it's really no surprise that uh, we're seeing payers look to grow this lines of business through sort of new enrollment tactics and a new plan and benefit offerings.
0: And Tanya, I'll throw it back to you. What are some of the key market forces providers are facing that are causing them to either create or rethink their Medicare Advantage strategy?
1: Yes, I think a, a number of things happening, and Bill just touched on one of them, and that is the the increasing and and continued projections around increased Medicare Advantage penetration. So we're seeing, you know, many markets that have have crested over fifty percent uh, Medicare Advantage compared to Medicare fee for service in their market, and certainly some others that are are behind that. But in general, as a nation, we're we're marching more and more toward. Medicare Advantage. But the other thing that's happening at the same time is when you see that Medicare Advantage growth, the major payers in the Medicare Advantage space are getting bigger, right? And so they continue to amass more and more beneficiaries that they are covering. You know, at one time we, we would see a lot of provider-sponsored health plans entering the Medicare Advantage space. And you, you still see some of that and you see some very successful ones. But again, the, the more traditional payers are the ones that are, are growing more in the MA space, and it's making it more and more difficult for providers, obviously, to, to have a very robust strategy as you see that, that growth from the major payers. And so the other thing that I think is important just today with the financial pressures that all systems are facing you know, it's, it's taking a look at that Medicare Advantage business through that lens. And because of the administrative complexities in, in Medicare Advantage, so the utilization management, um, the denials, prior authorizations, these different things that they have to do, providers have to do, that they don't do in a Medicare fee-for-service environment at additional cost. And so, continuing to contract with the Medicare Advantage payers in your market, just on a fee-for-service basis, um, again, you know, the from a revenue perspective, it's less than Medicare. And so, that's those things coupled together are really what are driving health systems to think about what is their Medicare Advantage strategy for the future, and at the same time, it's aligning that Medicare Advantage strategy with the broader value-based care strategy because it's really difficult to be good in Medicare Advantage if you don't understand how to redesign care in the setting of value-based care in general.
0: So when it comes to thinking about a new approach to Medicare Advantage, what options do providers have?
2: Yeah, so you know, we from a contracting standpoint, sort of the traditional approach is either accept the terms that the payer puts in the contract or, you know, go out of network. We think of it as less binary than that, and and sort of the newer approaches that providers should be thinking of involve thinking uh, of Medicare Advantage contracting as sort of a continuum where, you know, maybe on one end, you choose to accept prices from one payer, and then with another plan, you become what we call a preferred partner, where you really focus on certain initiatives, whether those are around... Reducing denials and prior authorizations, or value-based care initiatives, and then moving on that continuum, going as far as forming some sort of joint ventureship with, or joint venture with the payer, um, where you're really either contractually or or closely um, through some sort of nuco aligned with them on on their Medicare Advantage plan. I, I think at the very top of that spectrum, a ton of Tanya alluded to this, is the most advanced strategy, which is providers becoming their own M.A. plans, which, of course, requires careful consideration and uh, significant capital. Now, outside of the contracting piece, providers you know, should be thinking about a couple main things when it comes to M.A., one is, you know, how do they become network essential in the eyes of both the payers and their the payers members so the consumers or patients that the provider sees? How do they improve quality metric performance to drive up star ratings which are critically important to MA plans? And then lastly, how do they improve their risk adjustment processes to drive up uh, RAS scores, which again are another really important piece to how MA plans can um, increase their premium and gain new members.
0: And then Tanya, I want to ask, when it comes to Vizient, how and why is Vizient well-positioned to help healthcare organizations in this space?
1: Thank you for asking that, Jay. You know, um, Vizient has, obviously, as I explained, a, being a member-owned organization and and working with so many providers across the country and being very focused in performance improvement, Vizient has robust data assets, first and, and foremost. And those pieces are so important to setting the Medicare Advantage strategy. So, understanding how you compare from a cost and quality perspective when you're thinking about that Medicare Advantage strategy like Bill was just talking about, it, whether you're going to start your own Medicare Advantage plan or you're going to partner or you're potentially going to continue to contract on a you know contract by contract basis, knowing where you stand from a total cost of care perspective, what your quality and outcomes look like. Um, These things are extremely important in those discussions with the payers or other partners that you're thinking about working with. And these are all things that that Visient has and works with on a day in and day out basis. In addition, our our experts in the areas of payer strategy and constructing and implementing alternative payment models are, are unmatched. And those are the kinds of things that Bill and I do all the time. And then across Vizient, uh, the transformation expertise from a clinical perspective. You you can't be successful in Medicare Advantage without redesigning the care delivery. And, and that is something that Vizient has um, substantial expertise in.
0: Great. That's all the questions I had for both of you. But just to wrap up, are there any final thoughts either of you have that you'd like to share?
2: Yeah, I think just a quick final thought here is that really MA uh, is a tough business, right? Many providers who are listening might lose money on this population from a fee-for-service perspective. So I would just say don't get discouraged. It, it can be a frustrating topic among healthcare executives, but you know many providers uh, around the country have sort of found a way to succeed in this space using some of the things we just talked about and those strategies. So um, and the other silver lining here is that there is uh, pending regulatory changes um, in MA that will mostly likely be favorable to providers. So sort of the, my message is, you know, don't get discouraged. And there, there is a way to, to win at this, even um, if, if you're feeling frustrated with Medicare Advantage.
1: And Jay, I'll, I'll keep it simple and say that Medicare Advantage has has gotten too big to really deal with these as a one contract at a time strategy. So health systems and you know payers need a really robust strategy around Medicare Advantage and the alternative payment models that go along with Medicare Advantage.
0: Well, it's certainly an interesting time right now for Medicare Advantage. But Bill and Tanya, it was great chatting with you. Appreciate both of you joining me today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having us, Trey. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.